Okay, before I start anything, I have to say, I have to say that I'm undercover and my name won't appear anywhere, okay? It's between you and me, and this proves... Did you miss me? Welcome, or welcome back to Playtime Radio. If this is your first time tuning into the show, thank you so much for listening. The show's format is super simple. I'm going to answer the love and sex questions that you've submitted to me, and I'm also going to play some songs that you definitely need to add to your sex playlist. To submit your own question, you can head to the submit section of yourplaytimeradio.com, and you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at playtimeradio69 and on Facebook under Playtime Radio. I'm really excited to answer your guys' questions and help in any way that I can. Right, I think I should address the elephant in the room. Where the fuck have I been? I know, I know it's been a really hot minute, but I've been doubting myself a little bit. I haven't been feeling my inner goddess, my inner divine feminine energy lately and I just feel as though I've been feeling unqualified to help anyone with their love life however I have seriously missed making these and I've realized that I just want to be doing it and frankly I hope my advice helps and yes I may not be a sex therapist qualified but I think I've got things to say (laughs) and I hope that my advice is actually helpful. So I'm really sorry that I've kept your questions waiting and I want to thank everyone who's been nagging me to put out a new episode because you guys have really motivated me (laughs) and I'm really excited to be doing this. I'm back in business, baby. So, you know the drill. Crack open a bottle of wine Tonight, I'm on the Lychee Martinis, as you might be able to tell. (laughs) Light a candle, align your chakras, go wild, do some kegels. No, seriously, do some kegels. And now, it's time to play. The first question I'm going to answer is the kind of reason that I decided that I needed to get my shit together and get back on air, because I realized that I was in quite a similar situation and I don't want to be so I realized that I need to take my own goddamn advice anyway I'm gonna shut up now and read the question have recently been feeling very lonely because I feel like everyone in my life rejects me two boys recently broke my heart and I cringe every time about how I think how desperate I was I've let myself go and I feel gross and unmotivated but I want to feel happy and glow up do you have any advice on how to get back on track and feel confident again. Like I said, I think this is really pertinent and I'm sure this doesn't just resonate with me, but it resonates with quite a few people because frankly, summer is coming and there is that dread about how much work we could have done on ourselves during quarantine that we've been neglecting. But I've got good news. It's never too late to start changing. I remember seeing a D-list reality TV star star in a tabloid article, (laughs) this is way back, and she was talking about how she decided to start working out and getting healthy mid-year, and she was quoted as saying, 
why should I wait until January 1st to make a change? Because she didn't feel that change could only be made on January 1st. And yes, I know this may sound stupid, but it really stuck with me and it still resonates with me. And I think this Towie star or whoever she was is right. The first step to change though is acknowledgement. And you've definitely made a good start by admitting that you might have let yourself go. But getting your head out of the sand you've buried yourself in (laughs) might seem like hard work. I'll assure you that the next step is even harder. It's one thing to acknowledge your mistakes or whatever you're in a slump about, but I think really the hardest thing is acceptance. I think they're very different acknowledgement and acceptance. And acceptance takes time and a lot of patience and love for yourself. And in your case, I think you've got to face the cringe head on and get to the bottom of why it makes you cringe, most importantly. Now, when I was thinking about this question, I was immediately reminded of the post-dick appointment flashback. Ladies, have you ever just been minding your own business and then something triggers inside of you and you just remember a sexual encounter you've had or even the last time you had sex and you just get a little tingle? I remember her daddy called it a PDF, a post-dick flashback, but I really don't like that term. And I'm not even entirely sure if guys experience this too, but girls, you know what I mean. Well, I think that is similar to the feeling when you go about your day and you suddenly remember that really cringy thing you did when you were trying to impress someone and you just sort of, ugh, ugh, feeling is really gross. It's not a nice tingle. So I think you have to embrace that little tingle and appreciate all the embarrassing or desperate things you've done because the mistakes you've made in the past and they're learning curves once you've made that mistake once you won't be making that mistake again i hope and i know that this is going to sound unfathomable right now but i promise that time really does help you're going to randomly think of that silly thing you did or said a few months from now And you'll genuinely laugh at yourself. Seriously. I relate from first-hand experience. The amount of embarrassing things I've done to try and impress someone. And even, even in the times where I've been rejected, I can look back at most of these experiences, with with the operative word being most of them, and I can giggle and shake it off. And thank God for that, because If I didn't have any time and perspective to look back on it, I would still be cringing at myself all the time. I'm going to give you an example because it might help you feel a bit better about yourself. And (laughs) it's quite funny. So this still makes me want to curl up into the fetal position. But it's, it's kind of funny. One time I was crazy about someone. Really, really crazy. And I tried to pretend that I was a smoker because the guy I liked was a smoker so I convinced him to hand me a cigarette of course I'd never smoked a cigarette in my life and I was just (laughs) had no idea what I was doing also this is a really stupid move and it goes without saying please do not do this don't try this at home so anyway I got the cigarette and I genuinely spent half a minute trying to light it before he grabbed it and informed me that I had the cigarette in. 
the wrong way around. So long story short, (laughs) I didn't get the guy. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. But now I have a great cringy memory to laugh about. And now you can laugh at it too. So I think you have to reframe your rejection and your desperate moments and turn them into a positive or at least a funny memory. But more importantly, once you've been able to get over that embarrassing moment, I would try and think about what you would do differently if you could have a redo. I'm sure we all rehearse that moment of rejection or desperation when we're in the shower. Well, you know, when you think of an amazing comeback to something after the argument has already happened and you're just waiting to use that insane insult again. Well, this is what you have to do with this. And that is a way that you are going to feel a lot better about your mistakes in the past, is if you can really dig deep and address what the mistakes were, what you were acting on. Were you acting on fear? Were you acting of desperation? Really address the issues at the root of these cringy moments, because we cringe when, obviously, it's painful to think about. It's, oh, it's horrible. It's really great if you can dig down... And really figure out what it is that you did or said that is just disgusting. (laughs) In terms of getting back on track, babe, just get on with your life. Honestly, I don't think there is a magic secret in getting back on track. Whatever works for you, works for you. But really, having a mind of your own, having your own interests, being there for for yourself, showing up for yourself. I mean... I'm case in point here. I've been feeling really unmotivated. And what am I doing about it? I'm getting my life back. I'm making this episode to get out of this slump. So you've got to do something that makes you really happy and that fulfills you. And you'll be on the winning streak in no time. As long as you can self-reflect and look back on your mistakes with grace and with a smile. They're not mistakes. They're just learning curves. That's what it is. And now I'm going to play a request. And I'm sorry I haven't been playing requests or anything lately. But I love this song. So when I saw it was requested, I just I just knew I had to play it. This is Sex on the Beach by Party Next Door. Enjoy it. Everybody, she see your body Girl, you so sexy Everyone should see you Everyone should see you in the open Baby, open up for me Open Keep it open Body ocean yeah. Lipstick wrapped around my lemonade glass Staring right at her but don't know what she's at Tell me Sun going up and shit Purple in the sky 
But now we're here at Miami Dade Finally here and I'm finally wasted All I'm really trying to say Is we could quit delaying All the sex in the ocean All the sex on the beach All the sex in the open All the sex in the heat yeah. Girl, you're so sexy You don't know what to do All the attention on you All the affection All the attention All these intentions towards you Oh That, my friends, was Sex on the Beach by Party Next Door. And when I first heard that song, I always wondered, I couldn't work out why I knew the sample. I knew I knew the sample. And that's one of my favorite things is finding samples of songs that I really like. And it hit me square in the face that it is Disclosure and Sam Smith, um, which I wouldn't have expected Party Next Door to sample, but it works. (laughs) Anyway. Here's my next question. Whenever I think about my girlfriend, I can't help but think that I could do so much better than her. We've been together six months, and don't get me wrong, she's cute, and we have fun together, but I meet women who are gorgeous, and I catch myself wondering what I'm doing with my girlfriend when I'm not really attracted to her anymore. Am I a horrible person? Will I get over it? Thanks. I think you, my friend, have tapped into a lot of girls' biggest fear in a relationship which is that their partner doesn't find them attractive correct me if I'm wrong but I really think I have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people who really do fear this and it keeps them up at night thinking that their boyfriend doesn't think they're sexy or doesn't think they're pretty I mean I think everyone goes through moments of self-doubt but this is I think a lot of 
people's big fear in a relationship realized. But what's interesting to me is that you stress that you're not really attracted to her anymore. And over the course of a relationship, attraction definitely varies, but I think not being attracted to your partner is the kiss of death in a relationship. If you don't drool a little bit over who you're with, it doesn't have legs. And don't get me wrong, attraction really grows over time. If you'd come to me with a case of, I never found my girlfriend attractive to begin with, but now I'm developing attraction for her, it'd be a different story. And this is because of one of my favorite things, favorite phenomenons in psychology, which is mere exposure effect. This amazing principle that the more time you spend with someone, the more attractive you find them, just exponentially. So (laughs) if you ever want anyone to fall in love with you, you just got to spend as much time with them as possible. I'm kidding. But no, this is a really documented scientific effect. And people do find their partners more attractive over time, in most cases, except your case. Also, I want to say that I don't think you're a horrible person. And frankly, I think this is your intuition telling you to reevaluate. Let's get this clear. You do not owe anyone a relationship, no matter what. And also, I actually think you're sparing her more suffering by cutting the cord sooner rather than later. As they say, better to waste a year than a year and a day. But whatever you do, do not break up with your girlfriend and tell her explicitly that you're just not that attracted to her. Because this will really hurt her, probably. And if you're going to break up with someone for a reason like this, always try to end it amicably. I really wouldn't tell her that you not that attractive anymore. I hope she never finds this message in um, my submit segment. Um, But my advice would be to end the relationship, if I'm honest, because I'm guessing you're young and that you don't have a reason to settle down. So why would you tie yourself down? It's, I mean, it's not like you need to make this work. This isn't a marriage with kids involved or other vested interests. You can both move on. And I'm not saying you need to start sleeping around, but if you're not attracted to your girlfriend, your relationship is dead in the water. And no, I'm not going to give you tips to spice it up because you don't need them. If after six months you've lost your attraction to someone, I hate to say it, but there's very little you can do. And because this is what I think, without attraction, there is little impetus to have intimacy there isn't really a stimulus to make it work now ladies women females you may be horrified to hear me sound so shallow but i would give a girl the exact same advice because once you have the ick you're infected and it goes without saying that anyone can do better of course you can always do better than who you're with but I mean, you might, for example, you might always be attracted to someone outside your relationship. But what what keeps you grounded with your partner is intimacy, which is totally based on attraction. I want to talk about the 80-20 rule. I don't know why I feel like talking about this today, but I feel as though it's going to resonate with someone and that I just have to talk about it. Because, because I do not think that you should be 
let me just explain what the 80-20 rule is. So <laughs> 80-20 you might have heard of in another scenario like how um, losing weight, for example, is 80% diet and 20% exercise. This was invented by Vilfredo Pareto, who was an Italian engineer. Um, I think he discovered that 80% of Italy's wealth was held by 20% of its population. But anyway, he kind of came up with this 80-20 balance. And when it comes to relationships, here's the sad part. Even your dream, perfect, ideal, idyllic partner, they can only fulfill 80% of your needs. So it's thought that whatever the 20% leftover is, maybe it's sexual needs, maybe it's emotional needs, you have got to provide that for yourself. But the problem is that some people are lucky enough to experience an 80% relationship with someone who fulfills 80% of their desires. But then they meet someone else and this catalyst convinces them that they can fulfill both their 80% and the extra forbidden 20% fruit. So a really famous example of this might be Brad and Jen when Brad left her for Angelina. Now, Jen and Angelina may seem like polar opposite women, which might confuse you, but Angelina has this just sort of this magnetism, this sort of sexual appeal that has probably enticed Brad when, when they were filming Mr. and Mrs. That's when they got together. And don't get me wrong, Brad and Jen had a pretty long relationship, as did Brad and Angelina, but when Brangelina split about a year, was it a year ago? I don't remember when it was. But when it when they did, it really reminded me of this 80-20 rule. Because, again, I'm not sure who I'm telling this to, but I know someone needs to hear it. If you are with someone who fulfills 80% of your needs, don't risk it for the 20%. Because most likely the odds are not in your favour. And I think it's really important to bear that in mind when you're breaking it off with someone, especially someone who makes you super happy. Now, to the lovely person who sent this in, I don't think this applies to you because, ah, I mean, it sounds like your girlfriend isn't fulfilling 80% of your needs if you call her cute and you say you have fun together. It's been six months, and if you've already lost attraction to her, then, like I said, kiss of death. But I want to give you a warning. To me, this does sound like a doomed relationship anyway, and I really personally think you should break up with her. But if this is a recurring pattern for you, a pattern of having a wandering eye and that that what-if feeling in your stomach, then you should probably address this with therapy. I mean, this could be due to trauma from past relationships, for example, because you might think that Emotional stability and sexual attraction are mutually exclusive. So that might be why you're itching to get out of a relationship where you aren't sexually attracted to your partner. But just because you meet gorgeous women all the time doesn't mean that every gorgeous woman is going to make you supremely happy. Now, I hope that doesn't sound contradictory to my advice, but I really do think that if you're not attracted to your girlfriend, just move on. Do not, for the love of God, tell her that you are not attracted to her anymore because... It's kind of hurtful, and I think, I, I I mean, maybe I'd rather know if someone wasn't that attracted to me, but if it was someone I really liked, and they said they weren't attracted to me, I'd probably be really hurt. I would just end it amicably, split up, 
if that is what you are inclined to do you know you don't have to live with these urges of I could do better because it probably is your intuition telling you yeah you probably can but at the same time everyone can do better you can always do better I would break up with her and uh, you are not a horrible person for thinking this do not feel guilty about seeing reality sometimes you know it's it's not great to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't think you want to jump and up and down for joy because you're so crazy about them so yeah i would end it but best of luck to you and now i'm gonna play waiting by janae aiko this song it just transports me to another dimension i think it's amazing and you should definitely add it to your playlist
That was Waiting by Janae Eike. Here is my final question for the week. I'm a six foot tall girl. My boyfriend is seven inches shorter than me. Sometimes sex is very awkward. Can you think of any positions that would work better for us? When I first read this, I thought I'd already covered it because I misread and I thought that you were short and that your boyfriend's tall. But I see now that this is also a problem and I'm going to try and help as best I can and hopefully give you some concrete positions that will help you sharpen your O face. First of all, I did a really big brain brainstorm for this one, so I hope one of them helps at least. Speed bump, number one. This one, I mean, it can feel kind of boring because you're literally going to be face down, but I think it is a lot easier for a shorter guy because they have a full range of movement. And by the way, if any of these do not bring an image to mind, just look them up because they can explain better than I can probably. Also, number two, missionary, which... I know, I know, it has a reputation of being super boring. But if you have the longer limbs of the two, then the trick is to put your legs over his shoulders. Um, And this one in general, guys, it's reputed to really hit the G-spot. So try it if you haven't already. The other one I was thinking about that will probably work great for you two is is for you to be lying on your back at the edge of a bed or a counter any kind of surface and to do a missionary like that with him standing up at the edge of the bed obviously try to make the bed work for his height but that way your height won't interfere with his at all um and relates to that I've also heard one that's really good which is also to have him stand at the edge of the bed and you face away from him with your knees at a sort of 90 degree angle I remember someone told me about this one and I looked it up it's called pedestal if I haven't explained it well enough, and also meant to be really good for G-spot stimulation. So, yeah, you're facing away, but your knees at a 90-degree angle. Lying down, obviously. Um, And also, if your bed is low enough, you can definitely do doggy, where your boyfriend is standing up. That could work great, too, because he'll have extra height, and you'll be all knees. Again, you could do speed bump, but with you lying down and him um standing up or you could do like a wheelbarrow if he can lift you but more generally I think foreplay can really distract from awkward sex and you can never have too much you can use more toys you can give head or try something you guys both like but really don't worry too much about your height difference during sex because finding your rhythm can be really difficult at first but once you find it Once you find what works best for you both, then you're Gucci. If anything super awkward happens, just laugh it off and move on. And if you're uncomfortable in a certain position, tell him. This goes without saying, but don't think that you have to suffer in silence just because you're tall. (laughs) I'm very jealous. (laughs) Um, I hope some of these positions are helpful to you guys and best of luck. You know what they say, size doesn't matter. And now I'm going to play, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, this episode has been bangers, like some of my favorite songs are in this episode, but this takes the cake, because this song is Count Me In by They, and I hope you guys like it.
from me for this episode thank you so much for listening as always i would love to answer your questions and play your song requests and you can submit them very easily to me by heading to the submit section of my website which is yourplaytimeradio.com i would love to answer your questions also if you're listening on apple guys five star reviews send them my way subscribe wherever you are subscribe um Uh, Also, I have a link to my website in my Instagram account where I post updates about new episodes and the handle for that is Playtime Radio 69 
And I'm also on Facebook under Playtime Radio. But I'm not super active on there, I can't lie. Anyhow, thank you guys for bearing with me and for your patience in my little sabbatical as I just wallowed in self-pity. But I'm back, I'm back in business. And I'm really glad to be back in business. So I hope you guys are having an amazing week wherever you are. What day is it? Is it Wednesday? Happy hump day, guys. <laughs> um, I hope you are having an amazing Wednesday or whatever you're listening to. Hope you're having a great day. And it's been real. <laughs> and I'll be back next week with a new episode. I hope something from this episode resonated with you. And thank you for your support and for listening. It really does mean the world to me. Hope you have a great week. Ciao. Mwah.